And welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Feeling pretty good today. Had a couple days off. I'm going to disappear for the weekend, so I'm in vacation mode. I'm doing all right. You're you're coming up here. It's going to be fun. Um, Those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast on Thursday nights on Mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming. You can listen to the past broadcasts over on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. And if you'd like to support this podcast in any way, shape, or form, as little as 99 cents, you can help us out on Anchor.fm. Other than that, you can also watch us past broadcasts on YouTube.com slash 30 and still gaming. And please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Hey guys, make sure you <laughs> please share, like, and subscribe. Uh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite line in all those in all those videos. <clears throat> On today's show, we're going to be talking. We were going to talk about Destiny, but then I said, you know what? Fuck Destiny. We're, we're not. We're not talking about Destiny. So uh, we're going to talk about just in <laughs> Destiny's the same. <laughs> GameStop. We're going to be talking about GameStop. GameStop's in trouble, like in multiple sections of trouble. GameStop we're, is not in trouble. Hold on, hold on. Game it's in trouble. Not... It's in trouble. New consoles? Question mark. Question mark. Uh, Bethesda is surprised about their their player base. Bullshazda is the right, new right. name for that Bullshazda. company. Bullshazda. Um, the the episode title when it goes on 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 YouTube and when it gets aired onto the the audio format, it's going to be called Rock Paper Bullshit. And the reason for this is there's a tournament in esports. We're going to talk about esports. EA is dropping the ball big time on FIFA FIFA 20. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. They had two people rock, paper, scissor each other to win the match. This is an actual thing. Uh, we're going to reminisce and talk about PlayStation 2. It's 20 years old yesterday, which is insane. Uh, new leaked Star Wars game being created called Project Maverick. We're going to talk about that a little Who's bit. Who's making it? Who's making it? We'll, we'll talk about that when, when you get up there. But we'll never see it. Uh, we're going to be talking about, do you own your games? I know we've talked about this in the past, but it, it, well, it this kind of leaks into... It's getting to be more and more of the conversation, though. Right. This this comes in uh, along the lines of NVIDIA, their, their, their platform they were trying to you know, sell games and stuff. And then there's Project X Cloud, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on. So we'll talk about that all on today's show so let me bring up the uh the first story here no that's not what i want uh remove that <clears throat> let's see here oh e3 that's a, that's one of the other things we're talking about let's let's talk about that first all right we'll 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 kick in to e3 so there's a lot of a lot of talk that's happening right now of the, uh, I think we, because this is going to air on, 
on YouTube, so and they're blocking the name of this when you put videos up on it. So we'll call the Mexican beer virus that's happening right now. Um, we're we're going to be talking about that, right? The Mexican beer virus that's happening right now, right? The human malware, right? <laughs> so E three might be canceled because of Mexican beer, okay? And there's a lot of stuff that's up and uh, up right now, right? So GC uh, GDC is postponed yet canceled, right? People are, are stopping. Bungie just announced people are going to start working at home from home because of the of the outbreak of the Mexican beer. Wait um, a minute, if they, if they could work from home anyway, why the fuck are you going in the office? I, I why even have a building? <laughs> if you guys can work from home. <laughs> You guys should be saving some money. Don't have to bother keeping the lights on. That's, that's, just, that's true. Just everybody work from home. That's true. So, uh, yeah, so they're they're working from home. A lot of companies are, are not coming in. Um, E3 right now is saying that they are they, they're up on it, but they're not making a decision yet, right? So let me read this article. E3 2020 cancellation could be the end of the annual gaming event. With the, with the Mexican beer... Virus, as much as the effect of it, gaming industry could cause the collapse of E3 as people know it. E3 2020 is an unfortunate position of the ESA run event and runs annually and has the eyes on it as the fans and media wait to see how the show actually goes on in June. As the week of ESA has reaffirmed that E3 2020 is indeed still scheduled to run through the week of June 7th. However, the ever-growing outbreak of the new Mexican beer virus... <laughs> has impacted the gaming industry on virtually all fronts, meaning there's still a significant chance the event will end up being canceled. Much like the cancellation of GC, uh, GDC 2020 just last week, if that happens, it could result at the end of E3 as people know it. E3 as a trade show has never been canceled and is now 25 years history, and it isn't to say that the show's producers have never experienced uh, av adversaries and producing it. Even though those troubling times, like the weird time in 2007 when E3 entirely shifted its image and took place in Santa Monica, the event made it considered to be the biggest one in gaming has managed to stay alive in times when it seemed like it was on its way out. 2020 is uh, pr proving to be the event's most challenging year yet, though, as big names in the industry continue to drop out of the event, uh, concern over the Mexican beer virus, and others' life-threatening reasons. With Los Angeles declaring the state of emergency over the outbreak, the future of E3 is in its balance. So, what do you think, Sarge? Do you think that the Mexican beer virus uh, could... You, just it, you could just call it Mexican beer. Well, I, yeah, I guess. The Mexican beer. Do you think the Mexican oh. beer could could wreck e3 permanently um i think e3 will wreck e3 permanently this is just another inconvenience that happens in the world that's all uh i think it's a good idea that they are thinking about canceling it because of it because any 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 type of proactiveness to try to stop the spread of the mexican beer is a good one Right, I just, I just love that we're right? calling it the Mexican beer because you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it, well, that's what it is. I mean, everyone says it's not a big deal, okay? So, I understand why you think that way, and I understand why people think it's just like the flu. I get it, but the percentage the the percentage of, of fatalities is a little higher than 
the flu. Yeah, it's like a three, three percent, four percent right now, which is a lot. Which is a lot. Right. Well, let's just say it was two, just to say, right? But because of the fact that it can spread so wide, right, and you can't really stop it because it's 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 able to stay on surfaces for long periods of time. You're not going to know if you have it for a long period of time, and so people keep tra- uh, tra- transferring it, right? And so what ends up happening is you have a larger pool of people who are sick. So if you have a larger pe- people pool of people who are sick, the two percent, which didn't seem like a lot before, two percent is a lot of people. I, I read right? a, I read an article that said by the end of of this year, within twelve months. 40% of the population will have it. And if 40% of the population has it, that means 100% of the population is going to have it, right? Because if you live, let's say there's four I mean, members in your house. I'm not trying to freak out. I'm and just, what, I, what I'm saying is, is that 2%, let, let, let's just take it, let, let's make it easy. So let's say worldwide, 100 million people have it. Right. Just to say, right? So everyone's cool, thumbs up, million people dead, we're good. You know, parking's going right. to open up, houses right. are going to open up. Like, right. it's a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, it, it pays to be a little bit more proactive. I understand. I don't mind that they would cancel something like this. Let's be honest, though. Do we really need E3 at this point in time? <clears throat> well, there's Do a, we need it? Well, there's a lot of things going on right now, right? So right now, movie companies, right? I talked about this, and this is a, a side note here. Movie companies are, are rushing to get scripts done right now. One, because there might be a strike happening in May, okay? Two, companies are now already blaming... The movie hasn't even released yet. They're moving yeah. movies all over the place because of the Mexican beer, okay? They're they're moving... Uh, Mulan, Mulan is, is a woke movie. Well, not because not because of the Mexican James, beer. James Bond right. is, is moving because of it. Well, that's because their locations are... They don't, they don't want to have a recruit... It's going to postpone the making of the movie. Yeah. No, no, the movie's done. The movie's been done filming for like five, well, heard, six I, months. I thought, it, I thought it wasn't no, done. No, 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 no. It was supposed to come out in November. Then they pushed it back to February. Then they pushed it back to yeah, but, April. But James Bond's a November movie. Hold on. And now they pushed it back to this year, November. It, right. Right? They James pushed it back Bond's a complete November? year from when it was supposed to launch. Okay? But now they say because of the coronavirus. Right? They're already blaming that, the coronavirus. That's, that's, that's bullshit. Oh, shoot. I said it. Damn it! I meant the Mexican beer Mexican virus, beer. right? So, um, so they they've already they've already said this. So the movie industry is starting to freak out. The convention, right? So we have here locally. We just had seven seven cases over in Tampa. Okay, um, GCX, where where Goth Broman and K Magic One Hundred Ones uh, that used to be Destiny Con, that's up in the air right now, right? That that might be hap- not happening as well. So there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff happening, um, so I don't know. Will this be the nail in the coffin for E3? I don't want to say like this year if it ends, E3 is done. <clears throat> what I do want to say is let's just say there's three hundred thousand people that. I don't, what's the attendance of of E3? Let me, it, let, me let me look it up. But, but don't don't forget, originally E3 is supposed to be for manufacturers to display. To buyers, okay, not to consumers. Right? right, that was the original way. So maybe it'll just go back to that because well, the, the consumer part of it can be done online now. We can do this stuff via satellite, via online, for wherever the people want to do it from. We don't need E three to do it. Right. Okay. So here, here's the 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 outlook that it has. Right. So when it started in 1995, 
it started in Los Angeles and it had 50,000 attendants, right? Then it went up to 57,000. Then it went to Georgia and it had 37,000 and then 41,000. Then it moved back to Los Angeles, had 45, 62, 60, 65, 70, 60,000. It never went above the 60,000. Then they went to Santa Monica Airport. The convention center was there. It's 10,000. And then the following year was back in Los Angeles at 5,000. And that was in 2008. Okay. And then from there, it went to back up to 40,000, 50,000. And now we're in the 66,000 last year. People are saying that EA, E3, sorry, EA, E3 is in trouble and it, it, it's, it's on a downward spiral. But yet, the last three years, okay, it's the highest attendance it's ever been in the history of E3. Okay. So let's just say that it gets canceled this year. Okay. I think next year, obviously, all depending on how the Mexican beer is handled for the rest of the, the year, and if there's antidotes or cures or whatever that can help it by next summer, not this summer, but next summer, 2021. So they miss it this year. Next year, they come back. 20,000, 25,000, 30,000 people. More people, I think, would be more hyped up to go now because they feel like they people love to travel. People want to go somewhere. People want to socialize. People want to go places to play new things, see new things. They feel like sure. they have that, oh, well, I get to play it. Yes, you can go do what Nintendo did and go do what PlayStation did and show us stuff online. But people want to go somewhere. Okay, they want to eat food, drink beer, not Mexican beer, right? And then they also want to play the games. They want to physically get the game ahead of time because then they can talk about it on their channels. They can talk about it and tweet about it. They can take a photo op. They can do a whole bunch of other stuff. That's what people want to do. I don't think this is going to kill E3. I think this is just going to kind of reset us like in Destiny. They're just gonna, it's just going to blow it up, and they're going to restart from the start again and then build it up again. I... I just there's there's too many first of all i'm sure at this point that the venues are charging these companies a crap ton of money right and we all know how strapped for cash these companies are so there's no way that a lot of them want to go and spend all that money when they don't have to when they can just do a podcast or something else in their own in their own building and share what they want to share with as many people as they want right right, right. you can save all that money right so i get it I my personal belief is is that the the consumer aspect will start to dwindle off because companies are going to do their own shows from their own buildings and it'll go back to what it was where they have uh, industry guys showing buyers the new stuff that's coming out and they're not going to have all the consumer people there again. I think it's probably going to even out a little bit that way is my is my personal belief because they don't have to spend all the money. It'll be, it'll be a smaller venue, so the guys can save save money on. Right, that's on, what I'm saying. On, it's on it's space. it's almost like a reset of find the roots again, right? Find the roots again of E3. Now, talking about this, going on to the next the next topic, right? The next topic I want to talk about is is GameStop, right? GameStop. Uh, we t I talked about this this week multiple times. Um, one GameStop is in trouble because they fired half of their regional managers okay half of the regional managers where each regional manager for gamestop was in charge of about 12 stores regionally okay and now because they fired them each manager is above 20 to 22 stores a piece it's ridiculous okay so that's just one problem 
The second problem with GameStop is they're converting their stores into these internet cafe type places, like these hubs of where it's like Hot Topics meets like internet cafe, where they're selling more Funko Pops and T-shirts and memorabilia stuff. And they're also putting like stations in there where like they're going to have Xboxes and Playstations and maybe some PCs where people could play. And I, we don't know that business model yet. We don't know if they're charging a $5 fee, an that hourly rate. Mo- that business model has come and gone. Well, there are reports of mom-and-pop shops that do this that are successful. But that's just it. It's a mom-and-pop. That's why it's successful. They don't have the overhead of what GameStop has, right? One, GameStop is converting their stores. They've closed 200 stores. They've fired half their regional managers. They're converting the stores, spending more money putting in there's not much money coming in right now okay and they're putting they're more saving, money but they're, sa- but they're saving money by firing all of this sure managers. so they could so they could renovate more stores to be sure. these these things right but they're gonna have to close more stores right there's a there's a report that they might close about a thousand more stores over the next year okay and it makes sense because if they're gonna close and to re-renovate they can't renovate them all they're gonna have to pick the most popular stores in that area. That's correct. And then create those as the hubs of people where they come come and hang out. Well, they're putting all their eggs in one basket, okay? Because they've struck some deals, supposedly, with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Now, there's a big surprise. They don't know. We don't know what that surprise is yet, but they've reported that they have something in the works. And I'm assuming that they're going to have PlayStation 5s and Xboxes before the rest of us in their stores ahead of time, Right. Which means if they did, and this is smart business, if if it works out for this them. Is, this is your speculation? No, this is this is what they have. This is their actual thing. They, they're, they're in works with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Now this is my speculation that they're going to get it ahead of time in okay. their stores. Okay, so that brings the customers in, right? Like, oh, you get to play the new Xbox Series X first here at GameStop a month or two before it actually launches, right? And then they can do pre-orders. and They can do thing. pre-orders, meaning you can also play the new Halo Infinite maybe like three weeks in advance. I'm not, this is, again, speculation. Like speculation. Right. Take, otherwise, it, what's, otherwise, take it with a grain otherwise, of what's salt. The, yeah, but otherwise, what's the big surprise? Well, the, the big surprise like, is that they would the get the surprise? systems before before anybody else, right? If and, and if they could do a deal like this, I... I I don't know if you remember this, Sarge, but when I was in college... I don't remember a lot. I, I came up with an idea about an internet cafe type thing, deal, making a deal with Xbox and stuff back in the day with Xbox 360 and PlayStations uh, to get games ahead of time to advertise and have people come in and, 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 and be a thing, right? Well, that's yeah, basically... That yeah, it's, it's your business model. I remember this. Yeah, 20 years later. Okay, right. so now that's what GameStop's doing. Okay, well, the difference now is I don't think this is going to be work for them. One, because of Mexican beer, right? So we're talking about Mexican beer reckoning conventions, okay? Now now we're talking about Mexican beer. Those of you that are just joining us, the Mexican beer that we're talking about is the virus that's happening, okay? And YouTube uh, won't let you say it. They demonetize or take your videos down. So they're having issues with that. So we're calling it Mexican beer virus. Uh or just Mexican beer. So Mexican beer is ruining not only conventions and businesses, but now it's wrecking GameStop like really bad. Because if the big surprise for GameStop is to now I like I like the Mexican beer. The, the human malware is it's nice. It's 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 funny. But the Mexican beer sounds cuz people know what that is, right? The 
Corona beer, right? So GameStop is in real trouble here because if they're putting their eggs in the basket for the new Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 and this Mexican beer stops the production of this, then they'll know by May. Now, there are reports that Microsoft said that this won't hurt them in any way, shape, or form. And I don't know if that means that their production won't be hurt or because they're banking on Game Pass and Project X Cloud. And it doesn't matter if you get a new Xbox Series X right off the bat because Halo Infinite will work on Xbox One and then be smart delivered to you when you play it on Xbox Series X. Cyberpunk 2077, you can purchase for Xbox One and then when it comes out later, you get it for free for Xbox Series X. PlayStation, we don't know what's happening. And if PlayStation doesn't, if, if this Corona, damn it, beer, Mexican beer, get, stops the production of these consoles, not only does it hurt GameStop massively, I, I'm predicting that GameStop won't make it through the holiday season. It doesn't matter. They could just stop working on the new, the new game plan of converting stores because if they don't get new systems this holiday season, they're done. There's gonna be like ten stores left in America. It's gonna be like Toys well, R Us. Well, let's 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 just talk about GameStop just for a moment, okay? Like when I when I was growing up, it was um, Babbage's to buy to buy PC games, right? Babbage's, and you got uh, games from either Toys R Us or KB. And that was the original spots. Then Babbage's turned into Electronic Boutique, and then GameStop opened up, okay? And for the entire time that GameStop has been open, they are the college bookstore of video games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You buy a game for 60, you sell it for three, and then they resell it again for 35 or 40 to somebody else and give the developers zero money. That has been that has been e electron uh, GameStop's uh, MO since it opened. All right? I have zero guilt and no fucks given that <laughs> to that to that business model. They've enjoyed having that kind of crazy business model and screwing over developers for decades. All right. The fact that now they have to position themselves and fire a bunch of people and, oh, my God, the ship's going down. My answer is good. You got finally what's coming to you. Right. The developers are able to find a way not to sell through you anymore. And we just sell digital. And so we don't need you anymore. Right. Just like any other business that gets circumvented throughout time, it just happens. Right. I don't personally give a shit. I'm I'm hope I'm waiting for the last day where GameStop's out completely and we move on to something else. You know, maybe it's time to when you open up a store, you just sell a product and you pay the people who have the product who gave it to you. You you be the middleman and I'll sell a product and everyone gets paid. Instead of I sell a product and then I get to secretly sell it under the covers in the alley without anyone else knowing what I'm selling it for and just circumventing the entire system. So zero fucks given that the game stops going under. Right. right. Zero fucks. Now, of course, I'm a little disappointed as far as a consumer because unlike some of you people who like everything instantaneously, I used to like going to a game store, looking at games that are being played in the store, talking to other people who've played games, and that way, we kind of like camaraderie and talk about what games they've been playing. Maybe they play something I haven't been playing before, and they help me out, right? It's just kind of like it's just a little like a like a little close knit group of people who go to that GameStop, you know, right? Now, there's no toy stores, and there won't be any game stores. That's Everything's online. Everything's online. I get it. 
It's a little sad, though. It's a little sad. What What is this thing? Uh, okay. Personally, personally, I think that once GameStop goes under, there will be a new store that opens up. Right? There, there are and, already like some no, little no, wait, pop the, and mom here, and pop here, stores. Think, think about this. There's gonna be a new game store that opens up that actually sells games. They just sell games to people, right? Maybe it's retro games and new games. <clears throat> I don't know. Or just a bunch of different games, but not not that many. Not one on every corner like a Starbucks. We don't need that many. But I, like I think a store that has like a bunch of games, like from like, retro games, all kinds of games, like a library. But like I've seen the stores in California. I've seen them. Where they, where they, it's, a, it's a giant store. I've been to them. It's a giant store that has every game ever made. Every, every game. Like, they, they buy anything you have, and they create this giant library of crazy shit, right? So maybe you have, like, one or two in each state, right? But sad, yes. Disappointed, no. Comeuppance, yes. I, I also agree. I, I'm, I'm not sad for GameStop closing, but I'm sad for children and young adults and men and women that like video games that... Look, I, there's something about going to a store... And just getting out of your house to get Mexican beer sometimes and to grab a and just look at the games and then talk to the guys that work the store and just yes. banter back and forth about common stuff. But now with the Internet that is, I could literally just pull up someone's chat and start talking to them or go somewhere else and talk to them. Right. And I know this person likes the game because I'm watching him play the game. Right. So Target sells games. Walmart sells games. All these other big box stores. Games, I could see a mom and pop store working out, right? Like local businesses, people going in, going, hey, I like this. It's like an arcade, right? There's something about going to an arcade store to play pinball or, or, or playing old school games. This would be come in, you could try a game out. Imagine a place that you could get a game, like the store buys one game for the store. It's a store copy, right? They open it up and say, oh, you want to try that? You want to try that game before you play? You get 10 minutes. Here you go. And they put the disc in the machine. That's what they used to do. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Those days are over. Over. Right. But there's that, not going to be any business model where someone's going to want to go to a store and hang out. <clears throat> it's over. It's it's right? real simple, it's though. over. It's real simple, though, for a game company. Uh, like, if I have my own store, I get a Game Pass subscrip subscription. And I have people come in, and they can just test the game out before they buy it. Right? Before they want to buy it on their uh, Game Pass or get maybe Game Pass something to, to help it out that's the only way you're going to make money in this day and age now is to let people try stuff before they before they buy it right i mean that's it but but that's what they do now anyway they give you they give you a demo they give you what else you download the 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 beta the alpha the pre-alpha no but, no but what i'm saying yeah but what i'm saying is that you don't have to pre-order anything you don't have to do anything you just come in the store and doing that your customer's like oh this guy's pretty cool this business is pretty cool right that i get to try the games out first i don't know I, there's just something about it this just came in six hours ago it says video game retailer gamestop began testing experimental stores in oklahoma on thursday and saved the company after reporting a heavily lost the layoffs in 2019 uh they lost around 500 million dollars in 2019 and uh made 120 corporate layoffs gamestop experimental stores look to shift the focus from retail only space to four experimental concepts gamestop 2.0 gamestop social gamestop retro and gamestop pop uh, so basically, they're just trying. They're basically they're they're firing as many people as they can. They're taking skeleton spaghetti skeleton, skeleton and they're throwing it against the wall to see what whatever works. works. Yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah. But so 
It says here, GameStop 2.0 is described as a, a foundational concept and creates a more social atmosphere in the store while maintaining its retailer's roots. It will feature a cleaner shopping space uh, paired with social experience. These include new hands-on accessory wall, a couch co-op, space uh, based to play games in various consoles, and tabletop gaming area. Right, So they're going in for that comic book magic crowd. So hand sanitizer and uh, deodorant. They should sell that there. Uh, as the name of it implies, GameStop Social leans more towards social space. Design the house parties and watch alongs for esports with several couch co-op gaming stations. GameStop Retro is based on GameStop's foundation as a reseller with hundreds of classic games and consoles available and will also be featuring four CRTVs. Woo! Old school TVs! Ooh. I'm going to go! Well, yeah. For play older consoles. Uh, GameStop Pop will cater towards the hardcore collectors looking for new toys, clothes, and other items based in various gaming properties in service as an offshoot of GameStop's short-lived uh, ThinkGeek storefronts that opened up in 2016 and 2017. Well, why would you open that up when they, they didn't make it very well? So the new spaces are the latest attempt for GameStop to turn its businesses after around after suffering significant downturns in recent years and the digital storefronts have grown. Management announced in 2017 plans to close around 150 locations in response to declining sales worldwide. Uh, this was followed by 2018 with a reported loss of more than $480 million in the third fiscal quarter and failed to attempt to sell the company. GameStop reported another loss around $500 million in 2019 and laid off 120 corporate staff members. So there you go. They're just... Kamikaze. Hey, hey, listen, they had a good run, Right. They're going to go the way of Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster was like, we don't have to change. We're going to just keep renting videos. Like, hey, boo, you can just rent stuff on my TV. They're like, no, no one's going to do that. GameStop has the same mentality, okay? No, no, people are going to keep buying stuff. Like, like, I want a hard copy. Like, I, the, the whole point between having a hard copy now for me is I'm an old school gamer. I like the history of it. I have boxes in my games. For my entire lifespan, right? That's it, it. It makes me happy to see the timeline of games that I've played over the years. I like to have those things. What's happening now is, oh, my games are on my super hard drive, and then my super hard drive crashed or got shot, or my cat peed on it, or whatever happened to it, and now I've lost every game I've ever had. And so you're going to tell me straight face that you don't give a shit, right? That's what you're going to tell me. I doubt that. I I, I doubt that. I agree, Michael. Um, if it's an independent store, I think it could thrive in a smaller location, right? Sure. Absolutely, right? I think, like, your local comic shop, your local bookstore, your local game shop, but not GameStop. The difference is, is because when people look at a franchise, they're like, these guys make a lot of money. I don't need to give them my money, right? They're, they're cocksuckers is basically what people look at corporate companies. But if you see Tom... And he owns, or Jane, okay, owns a comic shop or owns a bookstore or owns a video game shop. You walk in, you're like, hey, Tom, hey, Jane, how's our kids? Great, how are you? I'm good. Oh, did you get that new that new video game in? Did you play it? Like, there's this, this rapport back and forth with the independent game owner. When the independent game opener opens a second shop, you're still happy to support them. But when they open a third shop and a fourth shop and they start franchising out, that's when you're like, they've changed. Right, because the quality got the quality drops. They don't care anymore. They don't put people's names. They're in it for the money. But if it's a mom and pop shop, I feel like that could thrive, and I I, I totally agree with that. 
<clears throat> right, the low overhead. That's just what happens. That's it. That's with anything. If you own a small coffee shop, you could thrive. But if you take that coffee shop and start expanding outwards or a butcher shop or a restaurant, your overhead starts to raise. So to raise that, you have to open more things and then you have to get more stuff and then you have to lower the quality of food and you have to lower the quality to make more margins on the stuff, right? That's that's what happens. Yeah, but but the way that but the way they make you feel, they're making you feel that I just can't open a store and sell a product and stay open. Like that that that's the mentality. The mentality is well, well I could could have just opened up a game store and just sell stuff. That that's not going to get people to come in here. Like that was that's the whole business model. So I decided to buy everyone's games back and resell them and not give developers their cut for 25 years. That sounds like a good business model, right? It was genius. Now you have to eat it. That's how it works. Starbucks begs to differ. Yeah, well, Starbucks also closed additional 200 stores and they're closing more and more every year because they can't keep up with the overhead that they have. And, and saturation point. And they can't make any more money. They've hit the they've hit the 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 plateau so they're like well we got to get rid of people so we can make more money and then they'll right. expand again that's right. what happens right for every the, person the, that the likes forever the forever growth right right I, the I, activision I the forever, forever growth forever growth yeah. i just can't i can't run a business my business has to keep getting bigger every year until yeah. it either blows up or implodes right okay that that is the business model, right? We'll see. We'll see how many people buy as an eight dollar latte, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like they, Listen, they have to keep all, raising the prices. Think, think of the think of the genius level it is though. It's a special coffee, bro. Yeah, it's so it's the same. It's the same coffee, coffee you get from anywhere coffee, else. Coffee used to cost like a buck ninety nine, maybe two fifty. No, you okay? can get coffee for like fifty cents. Uh, no, I'm talking about like today, not 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 back in the day. Oh I'm yeah, now it's now it's four fifty, five bucks, or, or two bucks for a coffee. Yeah. All right. Oh my God, you've got to have Starbucks. It's the greatest coffee ever. So somehow they convinced everyone that eight dollar coffee. $8 coffee was absolutely necessary for your life to exist. The only okay? reason Starbucks makes it is because of Hollywood. Let me tell you. Movie industry. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But my point is, is that they, <laughs> they were able to convince you to spend $8 for coffee. Yeah. Well, the okay? only thing I like That's about... That's the business model. The only thing I like about Starbucks is... And th this is why they get my business. Is because when I order a coffee, like a, a specialty latte or whatever, okay... I can order in New York, I can order in California, I can order in Canada, I can order in Florida. It's the same. It tastes the same, it's the exact same. And well, it, what it that should, does it's the same bean. What, no, 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 it's not even that. You go to a, you go to a mom and pop, it's the same beads. They they use the same beans, okay? They're all coming from Guatemala or Peru or wherever. It's the same fucking fields, it's the same fucking places that they're all getting the same coffee from. It's just buyers get them in, in, in bulk and stuff and they get it for more, right? The problem is that that's just it. When you sip a cup of coffee from Starbucks and you're used to it and you go to New York and you're like, oh, man, I want that feeling that I'm home. I want that feeling where if you go to a, if you go to a, a, a regular coffee shop in the, in the area, you're like, oh, it's too strong. It's too bitter. It's too sweet. Like it's it's good coffee. But people are like, eh, I'm used to. And that's that's what Starbucks has done. Starbucks has trained your brain to be like they have put so much syrup and sugar and milk inside of all their coffees you don't even taste coffee anymore you just taste the sweet sweet nectar of sugar okay and you know what four pumps six pumps eight pumps 
uh, chocolate latte, whipped cream. You got caramel. You got syrup. You got all the stuff that's on the on the on the coffee. No yeah. one actually knows what coffee tastes like at Starbucks because no one barely comes in and just gets a straight up pike. Okay, they just I'll take a latte. I'll take a frappuccino. I'll take this. I'll take a nitro thing. I'll take. They don't know what coffee tastes like. So when they actually have coffee, like it's too bitter. It's too sweet. It's too this. And that's why they like Starbucks because wherever they go, Starbucks is the exact same. It, and it's it that com- home. It it's the comfort. Yes, yes it's it the comfort. Yes. You. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. However, I think that a game store can exist just smaller. Like imagine GameStop smaller, right? And and maybe it's for hangouts for certain things. But you can't have a large square footage place and stay open for just selling games, bro. That's not going to work. We're living in we're living in a world of right now. Right. Like whatever I want, I get it right now. If I don't if if I decided consciously not to leave the house for a week, okay? Let's say I got a job doing whatever, I could do it online. So I'm working online, <clears throat> I can order Publix food, they can deliver it to me. I, I don't have to leave the house. Right. Right? I think that we're 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 we're, we're the closest we're gonna get to Wally than ever before. Like we are headed down that road where nobody goes anywhere unless you're going on vacation, right? right? Then you go someplace. Otherwise than that, you don't got to go nowhere. You can just stay home. <clears throat> Movies, food, everything's at the touch of a button. And by the way, if it's not there in 20 minutes, I can yell at somebody. Right, right. Yeah, but Starbucks didn't change the culture, right? Anywhere but the United States, and that's not even true either, because growing up, um, my aunts and uncles and parents at noon would have a cup of coffee. During the day, they would have a cup of coffee. They have a cup of coffee because the, they're Italian, right? The Italians love their coffee. French people yeah, love their Cubans. coffee. Cubans yeah, love French. their coffee, right? They're all these people and all these races over Europe. Yeah, coffee all day. Everyone's always drinking coffee, right? That's just it. Starbucks maybe made it more convenient for people in the United States, but foreigners that came over here from overseas, they were already drinking coffee 24-7. I have to say that the Starbucks did to coffee what EA did to video games. They found a way to squeeze more money out of a out of a consumer for a product that only costs a certain amount of money, right? Before you just bought a game, and now you bought the game, it was yours, right? Before you just bought a cup of coffee, it was ninety cents, eighty cents, fifty cents, a dollar, right? Now you're spending eight times more on a cup of coffee than you did before because it's delicious. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it eight times delicious? I don't know. If anybody, I guess, wa- I guess for some people it is. If anybody wants to open up a, a business, but ask somebody, ask somebody who has Starbucks every day. If you know they have Starbucks, ask them when the last time they went on vacation was. Right. <laughs> ask them. Ask them when the last time they went on vacation. They're going to say, "Well, I can't afford to go on vacation. Eight dollars times three hundred and sixty-five equals, and that's only if you only have one cup I, a day. I drink- I'm pretty sure some of these people get two a day. So go ahead and do the math, people. Yeah. It, listen. Well, all I'm saying is. Is that GameStop's had a run? Yeah, and they're done. All right, GameStop had a run, and now they're done. Yeah, they're it's done. cool, people. No one has to cry for GameStop. Okay, would you cry if the crack dealer at the end of the block, who's been there for ten years, stealing everybody's money, stealing everybody's TVs, st- breaking into your house, stealing whatever to sell more crack, if he just disappeared one day? No, you'd be thrilled. Thank God the crackhead's gone. Right? That's GameStop, the guy who stole from you. For 25 years, right? It, it, it's just it, it's almost the same as the college bookstore. If the college bookstore burnt down, would anyone care? 
Would anyone care if the college bookstore all of a sudden were just gone? We just can't get any more books at the college bookstore anymore. I think people have a party. No more college bookstores? Sweet. No one's stealing from me? Great. Now everyone just has to buy books again? Great. All right. So let's 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 uh, talk about... We talked about it a little bit last week. Let's check over the consoles, right? We talked about it a little bit in the GameStop section that PlayStation 5 and Xbox are also being... Might be conformed with the me- Mexican beer, right? They might not be coming over here. What because is this? Of production, because right? Of production. production, correct. So they might not come out this year. Now, this would devastate GameStop. This would devastate Sony. Okay, because uh, you know what? I don't think it would. How if they have? I don't think bre- it would. Okay, hold on. Godfall is supposed to be an exclusive for PlayStation Five only on PlayStation Five. Okay. There's no word right now that all the games on PlayStation right now are backwards compatible for the next PlayStation 5, right? right? We don't know anything about their online service. If I buy it on the PlayStation now, can I play the games on PlayStation 5, right? We don't know any of this information. We don't even know the price of it yet, right? We we're thinking it's $470, $500 or whatever, right? Xbox, let's just put them in the same boat, right? $500, right? Let's just put it on a plain, even field, Okay. I buy a game right now, first party title for PlayStation Five. I can't play it until the PlayStation Five comes out. Okay. okay. I buy a, a first party title from Xbox that plays in the Xbox Series X that I can play on my PC that can also play on my Xbox right now, right? And if I buy it for my PC or buy it for my Xbox, I can also get it for the Xbox Series X for first party titles for smart delivery for free. Okay. So first, I, first party titles, though, first party titles. First party. Yeah, yeah, I they got can, it. They can do third party, but they have to opt into it, right? Okay, like Cyberpunk so, twenty seventy seven. So let's go back. Let's go back in time a little bit when when PlayStation released and there wasn't enough Playstations to go around. Do you remember that time? Yep. Okay. So what ends up happening is there's a big demand for it. They can't get production out fast enough, and so people want it bad enough. So prices keep going up a little bit because people are buying it from other people. Right. That's what I think we're going to run into with the with the with the Mexican beer problem. Right. They might not have enough for the holiday season to sell, but they'll have some. And that's all they're going to need because it keeps demand up. And so as things trickle out, whatever comes out, they know they can sell. Okay. Right. And they might even be able to price it up a little bit on purpose because production being lower because of that kind of problem. I think they'll turn a negative into a positive. Now, do you think for one moment PlayStation has themselves in some kind of cubby hole where if things don't work out the way they want, that they can't do backwards compatibility for their own systems. I'm pretty sure it I, works the same no matter what system. If they want it to happen, they can do it. But PlayStation's always been, Sony's always been like against it for some reason, right? They didn't want to do crossplay for the longest time. They didn't want to do backwards compatibility for the longest time. I just think if the productions get stopped and no systems come into our country, right? No systems get shipped across the, the ocean to get to us. Sony's going to... They've already lost the sales and the already this next generation of consoles because Xbox doesn't get hurt by this because they can still release their first-party titles and people can still play them on Game Pass on PC on the Xbox One and then later on play it on their, on their system when they get it, right? I get it. They're already a head start. It. So, I don't know. I think I'm not saying Sony's like they're going to close shop. What I'm saying is they've already they'll they'll lose the race of selling more consoles. All right. So here here's here's the other way you can look at it. Maybe PlayStation starts at a at a deficit initially, right? But I believe that the PlayStation crowd, the people that want Playstations in their house, 
we'll just wait till the system comes out. You know, game, Xbox and Microsoft have the clear-cut advantage because the convenience factor <clears throat> and them taking in money from Game Pass. Right, and right? they don't, I don't think they super, care about the game, super, game, game box sales. Supersedes the fact that they're the pressure to sell actual hardware. Right. Because they're getting like $20, $30, 40000000 million a month just sitting there. Right. They're Xbox not doing Live anything. And, and Game Pass. Yeah. And Game Pass. So that being said, I don't think that people are going to jump off of PlayStation because they can't get a system and jump over to Xbox just because the system's out. No, I'm not right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is their fiscal reports and everything, they just right. be maybe initial sales zeros, well, right? It won't be a zero, but it's going to be it's a it'll be a slow start. It'll be a slow start because systems won't go out as planned, right? But I also think that this will be the last time that PlayStation now they, they have a choice to make here. They can go the route of the dodo and go out swinging and then go back to making TVs or they can modify themselves and do the same thing that Xbox Microsoft is doing, right? Because <laughs> if if PlayStation puts a flag on the ground and says we make consoles, we make first party titles for our consoles, that's why everybody buys our consoles for those games. Yes, there are cross-platform games that we do have, but the reason you stay with that, uh, PlayStation is because of our first-party titles. Now, if that's the flag they put in the ground, then this might be the last PlayStation where you actually buy the system for the games because you're loyal, right? That's what keeps you in the PlayStation, right? But after this generation's over, I think we're looking at an entirely different ball, uh, ball game. I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. And it's for two years, it's been rumored that Sony wants to sell, right? We talked about this about a month ago, I think, right? That Apple could potentially buy Sony, right? And then Apple all of a sudden is in the, in the gaming market, besides the iPhone, right? They're in the gaming market, but... So it'll be Apple <clears> versus <throat> Microsoft instead of PlayStation versus Xbox. Right. Just like Sega Dreamcast came and went and Atari came and went. Right. Sony might come and go. And I'm not saying because of the Mexican beer thing, but what I'm saying is... Sony might go, you know what, this might be our last system. Right, because there's no reason to, we don't have the infrastructure to right. spend the money to do this. Right. Because Microsoft already has Do it. Do we want to invest the infrastructure? Now, I know they've partnered up with Microsoft for the Azura, uh, for, the, for the streaming service side, but they don't have the infrastructure themselves, right? Microsoft does, Google does, Amazon does. The big hitters do. Apple right. does. And Lord knows you're not making money on the hardware anymore. Right. So does Sony say, and again, speculations, just me thinking about this. Does Sony say, this is it. PlayStation 5 is our last system. We don't want to invest the money into the infrastructure to continue on with the streaming side. We just sell and give it to somebody that has the infrastructure. Right. We make what we can right now and then hand over hand over the the proprietary IP right. to somebody else. Right. Right. I don't know if Sony I don't know talk. if Sony sells the whole brand of Sony or if they sell the gaming section or they sell a TV section. There's been talks like Apple wanted to buy Sony and now Apple's dealing with Samsung to make all their glass and stuff and and stuff, you know. So who knows that side? I I could do more research on it, but I'm just saying maybe this is the last console that Sony does. Maybe they don't want to do the infrastructure. Yeah, it's a possibility. So I, I think I think they'll probably go out as being the 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 last strict console. Yeah, we're talking like 
five of, years, of, seven of, years of our yeah. age, of so, like of our lives, right? Like Sony being the last actual console before everything goes right stream. And again, I'm talking like within the next five to seven years. I'm not saying like Sony's like up. Oh, no, we can't no, get our systems no, but, out. That's done. No, no, you know. But it's not because of it's not because of the Mexican the, beer. The Mexican beer that we're yeah. talking about. What I'm saying is this would happen regardless of that. Right. Regardless. No, no, that. exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this, Not in spite of this, might look at it. They might go, "Oh, this is going to hurt us." And people, are, people at the company are like, "Well, if we don't get them out, what production costs and not making money back? What does this hurt us cost-wise in the long run?" You know what I'm saying? Like they have to make up for the time that it hasn't sold. They would, they would have to do a really good version of Game Pass for PlayStation games. There is a like, service for PlayStation, but no, no, I know, but they would have to they would have to twist it around enough to make an advertisement and say, "Hey, remember every PlayStation game ever made since the beginning of time?" Right, right. Ever since the PlayStation One, they take the best games from every generation and they say they put them all together and it plays everything on your new PlayStation. Like they would need to do something big like that. Right. If they did something big like that, which I I don't see why they couldn't do it if they wanted to, then at least for the last generation of console, they would have something to play with while they wait to die. Right. Right? Because, right. let's be honest, this next consoles coming out are pretty much going to be it. I think so. I think they're going to evolve. I don't think it's going to be like the consoles that we know today. And Lord knows it shouldn't be anything like Stadia. That's a crap fest. Yeah, that's that's nobody wants to develop for them because they don't trust they don't trust the brand. They don't trust the Who trusts Google? Yeah. <laughs> Google's I'm still like, typing I, in. I'm still typing in. Ask Jeeves. That's how much I hate Google. <laughs> All right. So the next story. Let's stick with consoles, did I, right? Did I, age any, did I age anybody out on that one? Ask Jeeves. No, nobody. Let's let's All stick right. with uh, consoles and let's talk about PlayStation. PlayStation Two just turned 20 years old uh, yesterday. Um, so I want to talk about PlayStation and what. Let's reminisce a little bit, Sarge. Like, what did what was the, some of the games? that that won you over right like we're talking 19 god 1997 96 95 is it 20 years wait a minute i thought it came out 20 years i thought it came out it came out in 2000 that sounds about right that doesn't make sense i was playing i was playing uh oh i guess it was grand theft auto 3 came out yeah 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 yeah, I guess it is. 20 years. Well, Vice City came out on PlayStation 2. That's where I got it. That's what I'm thinking of. And yep. San Andreas. Yeah. San Andreas was, a, a, in was. The middle, in the middle of it. Yeah. The last the last amazing game to come out on PlayStation 2 was God of War. That was the last year. 2005. The last year before the new systems came out, God of War came out. And they had made it to where they pushed the limits of the system. God of War was so amazing on the PlayStation 2 for the it, time period. They they optimized that game so amazingly that it showed like wow like and and then you think to yourself well where's everybody else's games like on this like if this is what they could do on PlayStation two what could they do on PlayStation three Grand Theft Auto one uh, Grand Theft Auto three came out in two thousand one so that's that's what I remember Grand Theft Auto three I remember nonstop playing that thing because uh, because that was the next that was the next generation of Grand Theft it went from top down to to uh to three dimensional and that yep. was mind blowing right and then you have uh Vice City and you have San Andreas like just crazy I I remember God of War I remember Gran Turismo 
Gran Turismo was the the best the best car games at, at the time. Uh, th- that system, man, was just that and Sega forget, Dreamcast were like the best. Yeah, don't don't forget that 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 PlayStation Two was is it was it PlayStation Two? No, yeah, that lasted the longest, didn't it? Didn't PlayStation Two was around for a while? Uh, PlayStation Two, well, no, Xbox Xbox Three Sixty lasted for eleven years. So that means that the PlayStation was I think in PlayStation the same boat. Two lasted about that long as well. I think they were still making. I I can look it up. I think they were still making PlayStation Two games in like 2011. I, I I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> it was a great system. I mean, I even have besides the other. Uh, I bought a slim version of it because I always like to have. I always buy the 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 on sale system right before it goes away and then put it in the closet. So I like, like I have a brand new system of that time period to keep it. PlayStation two was still making games in the late. Yeah. 10 years, 10 years into the, into the cycle. Some of the, some of the best games I remember splinter cell. I loved splinter cell on PlayStation, right? I loved grand theft auto series. I loved, uh, gunstar gunstar heroes. Yeah, that's another good one. Like that's a side scroller, like a contra version, but it was on PlayStation. Such th- just something about the PlayStation, the way it came out, the sleekness of it, uh, the games, man. Look at all the titles. Yeah, the sleekness of it. It's just like oh, I'm putting like PlayStation One was just like it looked like the shape of the actual disc. You just popped it open, and then the PlayStation twisted came, metal. Come on, man. The PlayStation Two came out, and it was just so good. Uh, oh. We played Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Battlefront on the on the original PlayStation. That's right, right. That was so good. And then then Battlefront Two, which is one of my favorite games of all time, right. And that's that's like fifteen, seventeen years old. I think I, that came out in two thousand fifteen. Uh, let me see a list here. Let me let me go through this list here. We got uh, uh, that's Mortal Kombat. We have yeah, Grand Theft Auto, God of War. Final Fantasy 10, God of War 2, Silent Hill, Bully. Like, Xbox didn't have a lot of these games because PlayStation actually had the exclusive for for, uh, for Grand Theft Auto. That was huge. Huge That's, for that PlayStation. Was huge. Huge. Right? Huge. It's huge. Um, would you say, if you had to rank PlayStation 2... Would you say that's your favorite console of all time, or do you have a different console? Minus, let me let me let me put the parameters a little bit before 2010. Like you can't compare it to these consoles that we have now. I mean, I think for the time period, I think PlayStation Two was the best console at the time because I didn't switch over to Xbox until the 360. Until like midway through the 360, like five years in. I'm trying to think if you know. I I, I thought the PlayStation games. I think I thought they had more unique games on their on the platform. I'm trying to think if because I don't want to be biased. Of I think I like PlayStation the best because of Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto was such a. When I started playing Grand Theft Auto top down, I was in my my teenage years, and then when Grand Theft Auto Three came out, I was already like 21, right? So. Um, it just, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I like PlayStation because of Grand Theft Auto, but Grand Theft Auto series 
has a huge impact of why I like the PlayStation 2. Well, there were, there was there were several games that made me want a PlayStation. Like I remember the original SOCOM. Like I used to love that team-based shooting. That w- that was like the first online time ever, right? That made me get it. GTA made me get a PlayStation. Um, there was there was always Final Fantasy. Right, that, that Final Fantasy Seven is why I bought a PlayStation. Like that, there was reasons why you got a PlayStation because they had the more unique first-party titles. That was the whole reason of getting it. I think I have to go with Xbox 360 as my favorite console. I think I just played a lot more games, and by that time, Grand Theft Auto was there, but there was just so many more games on the 360. Oh, SOCOM was so good. I love for, SOCOM. For its day, dial-up? So good. Dial-up online, five versus five? I don't know about you people, but... That was so if you, good. If you thought you needed some patience to wait in a room, boy, that's some patience. I think I like Xbox 360 the best, but PlayStation has a moment in my life that I was just like, I really, really liked it. Well, you you remember 360 because, first of all, 360 lasted 11 years, okay? And you have to remember, six of those years, six of those years was uh, Bad Company, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4. And so we we ran with a set group of like eight to 12 guys. For six years. Yeah, I have good memories of the 360. Okay. Yeah. Six years of team-based shooters. Okay, so oh. yeah, you remember that. Yeah, Although, the 360 was also the shittiest console I've ever owned. Because up until that point, I've never had a system break on me. I could literally plug my PlayStation 1, 2, GameCube, Nintendo, Atari, plug them in, and they, and they work. I went through three 360s because of the Red Ring of Death. Okay. It was such a pain in the ass, but at the same time, it's still the best memories I had uh, for, for gameplay. Yeah, that's I, I would have to say that. So, all right. Chat, what was your favorite? What was your favorite console growing up? Minus before, before 2010. You can't pick the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X, the PlayStation, uh, you know, like, pick, pick a console. Let me know what, what, what your thoughts were. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. On uh, I mean, they all hold they all hold a special place in my heart, you know. But of like, of course, of course. But like, like for me, Genesis wasn't that good. I mean, it was a fun to have. Sega Genesis was a good system, but wasn't that fun. Like the best memories I have on a Genesis was hockey. I played NHL hockey yeah. to death. Okay, Gretzky's head bleed. Watch this, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> like those kind of things, but like. Super Nintendo, amazing. Like all the game systems to me have a special place, but the 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 epitome of like gaming and like what they could do with a game started with like PlayStation Two and then 360. Like when you started getting into the open world genres, like what like when we went to three dimensional GTA, right? I remember I being in awe for like weeks. For yeah. like weeks, I was playing GTA, g- driving around, just looking at shit and like. I can't believe they made a three-dimensional city. Yeah. This is the most amazing shit ever. Yeah. And then when, when Grand Theft Auto V came out, I was like, well, they said we have to top ourselves. And so that was the right. most ridiculous, well, even it's four. The ridiculous topper yeah. ever. When 4 came out, you were like, holy shit. And then 5 came out, you are like, holy shit. Right? So you're, well, lo- you're well, looking at now. Well, four, like- 4 was like the redo of 3. Well, yeah. That's what the- that was. Right. That's what it was. When five came out, they were like, well, "That was the John of San Andreas." Sure, we got to make sure we blow everything up that we did before. So like, obviously, that's ridiculous. So obviously, that was the redone of San Andreas. And now, when six comes out, 
It's gonna be Vice City. It's gonna be a redone version of Vice City. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think they have to go for something a little bit bigger. That's what they have to no, do. No, they are. They're gonna and do they South have, America they have, and add it to. They have, they're they gonna have add it the to money. It. They have the money. Well, listen. I'm not sure if you played this game before, but I played it. Did anyone ever play on the PC Scarface? I mean, yeah. I think I think yeah. it was on Xbox One, but it was really crappy. If anyone ever played Scarface, right? This game had to have an adult label on it completely because you literally were dealing in cocaine. Like you were <laughs> I, I I remember missions specifically where I was like in the Bahamas loading up cocaine, then having to drive the boat back to Miami and having to elude the Coast Guard and then get it back to the actual safe house before either the cops or an arrival gang were trying to take my cocaine. Like this is an actual missions in the game, right? So when they came, when they came out with like Grand Theft Auto, I was like, "There's no cocaine in here. Right. There's no drug running. <laughs> like, I, I understand what a, I'm still in what a baby I'm still game. Cards. Yeah, what like, a baby what, game. What kind of baby game, man? But where's the drug running and like car stealing? Yeah. And, like, uh, like I remember my, my favorite my favorite thing in Grand Theft Auto because of the goddamn title, people was finding the list. Yeah, the list right? of cars. Wait, right? They Which they got rid the, of. They got they rid didn't of. Tell you they didn't tell you where the list was. But eventually in the game, you would find the list. And then it became your mission to find these fucking cars, right? <laughs> and the game knew, especially when you found the list, oh, the I... game knew what you were looking for. And so it was harder to find the game because the car wouldn't spawn. Car, you got to go to specific locations. I, that's the one you thing I hated about Grand Theft Auto. You that, would never find the, the car. List. And then when you finally found the car, 10 of them are around on the map. I right, fucking but, hated yeah, that. No, but that was that's the joke. I know, just joke. like in real life, you drive just a, like yes, in real life yes. when you're driving a car, it's all you see is the car you're in. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was the joke in the game. Yeah, I thought that that was priceless. And in Grand Theft, in Grand Theft Auto Five, there's no fucking list. There's no list. Like there's missions, but there's no list. Well, there's a list on your on your phone, but it's not the list. It's not the same. That's not the list. Yeah, it's not the same. That's not the list. It's not the same. Not the mission where the guy goes, hey. We have a shipment of cars. We yeah. need you to find them so we can ship them to South America. Yeah. We'll find the cars. Like that was even in San Andreas. That was the biggest list of all. Yeah. On the on the in the in the harbor in San Andreas, the list was like eight lists of like eight cars, <laughs> ten cars it's each. Good stuff. Just took like a week. Took like a week to find all those cars. Yeah. I I that I it drove me nuts. You would find like all of them except for one. And you couldn't find that fucking car. You couldn't find the goddamn because you had to car. find the area to go. Right? You had to find remember, the area, guys. and yeah. you had to figure out yeah. what car you had to be in to see that car. Yeah, it happened like that too. Yeah, but there were actual regions of the map that more prone to spawn those cars. Yeah. And by a, the way, <clears throat> we didn't have Twitch. Motherfuckers! Yeah, yeah, there was no people talking about it. We had to actually talk no to YouTube. each other about where yeah, you got no the cars. YouTube. There was no texting. Smartphones weren't a thing yet. <laughs> right? It wasn't instantaneous. A list. By the way, a list of fifty cars might have taken you a couple weeks to finish. Nowadays, a list of fifty cars. I can knock that out in a night. Yeah. Uh, right. About thirty then, minutes. Then at the same time, the next day, the guy would go, "There's no fucking content. There's no fucking content." <laughs> right. Right, right. 50, you got fifty cars in a night, bro. That would have taken two weeks on a normal person. Now you're complaining because there's no content. <clears throat> Guess what? Because you're ravenous fucking crazy people who finish out shit as fast as possible. All right, gotta just chill and enjoy the game. Hold on, let me bring up the next story. 
Where is this one? That's PlayStation. Okay. The next story is Bethesda. Bethesda. No, it's it's Bullshezda. Bullshezna. Bullshezna. Shezda. Shezda. Bullshezda. Okay, Bullshezda. Yeah. Surprised by how many Fallout 76 players didn't want PvP. Now, before I even read this article, I read, I read the title and I was like, what are they talking about? I call bullshit already. The the entire time I played uh, Fallout 3 and then Fallout 4, the first thing I said with Fallout 3, man, this would be awesome if you could play with me, Sarge. Like, we could play co-op together, right? Not once did I ever say, man, this would be awesome as an MMO, right? Then when, Never. Then when, place, Never. then when Fallout 4 came out, okay, when Fallout 4 came out, I was like, man, this is good. Why did they put co-op in it? I thought they for sure would put co-op in this, right? It's on the forums, on the things. People always talked about it. Like, like, oh man, I would love to play with at least one of my other buddies just playing this to be have the have that that partner with you as you go through the the world. And then yet they make Fallout seventy six, and they're like, hey, you know what? Let's uh let's make it PvP and not add any NPCs to talk to. It's like, <laughs> what what are you listening to? What are you doing? Yeah, but don't worry, Mike. It's not when a game comes out that we care. Yeah. It's how the game finishes. Yeah, but well, here it is. But that's a surprise about how many Fallout 76 players didn't want PvP. It's been over a year and a half since Fallout 76 launched and the excitement for the game begin, beginning to climb and the up, upcoming Wastelanders update offers give players a reason to give the game a second chance. However, according to a few recent quotes of Bethesda's Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Communications, can I just say... That is the longest goddamn title. What, what's your position there? Well, I'm the Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Communications. My name is Pete Hines. The development team has been surprised by how fans have responded to one of the Fallout 76 primary features. Players who have been watching the progress of Fallout 76 from the beginning have had some issues and that have played the title in mind, but somewhat controversial features in the case that actually planned. According to Hines... Players weren't as keen to engaging in PvP as Bethesda initially expected, leading the community's current um, agitation towards the open servers and griefers ruining the experience for some players. It appears that most players wanted to treat Fallout 76 as a fun adventure game to experience cooperatively with friends. While some of us certainly interested in going toe-to-toe in PvP setting, the vast majority of players simply wanted to collaborate PvE experience for what uh, for that reason. It seems the future of the title of Wastelanders update is expecting to be geared towards players collectively engaging on ongoing stories as opposed to competing for space and resources. Okay. Qu- uh, not quote. Yeah, quote. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, our intentions were always, we're going to put this out there and see what folks think and then cater to the stuff that they, w- what we do later to their reactions. So, for example, I think we were a little surprised how a few people wanted to take part of the PvP and how many of more they just were interested in PvE t- playing together. As opposed to, I want to test my, my uh, mental, uh, my grunt against others to see who's the best in the duel. There's some other folks who do, you know, get me wrong, but I think there's a smaller percentage of a player base than we thought. I don't know what percentage of the player base they were looking at. Literally thousands, tens of thousands of people were like, man, make Fallout 3 a co-op. I believe at one point someone made a mod of Fallout 3 and made it co-op. And yet, I think Bethesda took actions against them because they didn't want them to do it. And yet yeah, they're surprised. I, I like and they're, yet they're surprised that the 
the people that play their game are upset that they're like, I don't want to play PvP. I just want to play PvE with well, a friend. Let's, let's, let's just talk about it real quick, right? <clears throat> so Fallout by yourself is supposed to be a true RPG, but it's first person. They kept changing it. It's more casual now. That's part that did ruin it for a lot of people because they're trying to grow the population of sales. So they dumbed it down. We all understand this. But once you say to your, once you say to your fan base, now you want to make it like a real type of uh, survival game. If you would have made Fallout co-op, but actually like survivor <laughs> mode, I think that would have been amazing. Kind of like a first person. You want Kind of like kind of like a first person state of decay, right? Okay. It'll be a first person state of decay, where the entire time you're walking around. You have to constantly maintain yourself, otherwise you die. That would actually like, be pretty cool. That, Permadeath that, co-op, yeah. First yeah, person. I think that would have been a really hard game. It would be a little bit like Dark Souls, but not crazy, right? You improve the gun system a little bit, so the so the uh, the actual live shooting, and you get rid of vats. I understand it's part of the game, but we all know it's bullshit. You get rid of vats, right? So the gunplay has to be a little bit better. I'm not saying it has to be Destiny good, but it has to be at least like Gears or Metro good, right? It has to be. Better than what the first person shooting is in Fallout currently. It's very janky. If, if yeah. they made it, if they made it like that, where you had to like survive together and like run around and do shit, and then find groups of people and then build a little fort and then that's your base and that kind of shit, that would have been fucking amazing. Okay, but they wanted to be an RPG single player thing like Skyrim. I get it. I get it. However. You kept dumbing down the game. The choices didn't matter. It's just fluff. Right. Sure, I got some characters in the game. Sure, I'm doing the missions for them. But at the end of the game, everybody's still there. Everybody's got a big smile on their face. Nobody's dead. Like it 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 didn't really matter. There was no long term ramifications of your decisions like there were in previous titles. That's the part that <clears throat> many people pull away. And then on top of it, the people that you had left, you imploded. With that travesty, Fallout 76. And it was a travesty. I don't care what anybody says. Okay? If I burnt my house down, you can't say, well, it's cool. I have insurance. I'll just get a new house. Like, no, you burnt your fucking house down. Right? You took the structure of your game and you burnt it to the ground trying to impress who? Nobody knows. Nobody knows who that game was for. They were just following the market, and they wanted to chase BR, and they wanted to chase online money like they were chasing Elder Scrolls and the rest of those online games. They were trying to chase it with the title, and they did a horrible job, <clears throat> and now they have to play catch-up. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Well, here's the problem, right? People just wanted Fallout 3, Fallout 4. I should say Fallout 3. They wanted Fallout 3 co-op so if fallout 76 the wastelanders comes out they they went back and took all the characters that you interacted with now that didn't have dialogue like wheels and stuff now they have dialogues there, now there's multiple dialogues they went back big and deal. fixed the game well no well it is a big deal it's a big deal because it's the game that people wanted originally for the game which they didn't want because they didn't develop it yet Right, they waited another additional year and a half before they bought they brought out the game and on top of that they not only did they not give the people what they wanted, but then they charged for single player 
after they've already paid for the multiplayer. You, anybody who's been, anybody who signed up for Fallout First is a you are paying to test the game for them. To you play single are, player. You you are paying Bethesda to play their game to test it for them. That's but, what you're doing. But think about it. They they they're like, well, I didn't know people didn't want to play PvP. Bullshit. That's why they came out with. Why do you think they came out with Fallout First? Right. What because happened to the BR? Because because are we, people are we talking about the Fallout BR anymore? Be, because people wanted to get away from PvP, so they made a problem and then solved it with the cost of a solution of going into your own servers, right? And what you're talking about can't happen as far as like if I talk to someone in the Wastelanders and someone dies, it can't happen because if someone else is in my game and they go to that person, that person will be alive, right? Because they have to make a different choice. So that's the that's the stuff that's going to happen now in Wastelanders, like. Stuff's going to happen, and you're going to have different uh, factions, and you're going to have different requirements and different things. Like, they might hate me. Think, they might you like think, you. You think they're going to do instances in Fallout 76 they are. properly? They are. Doubtful. Well, I don't know if they're doing Doubtful. it right, but they are doing instances. It's going to be up to four players going into certain areas, and that's just your instance. So we'll see. Again, we'll see. I said when they announced Fallout 76 two years ago, okay, and they said, well, it's, it's multiplayer. I said, this is what they're doing. A year from now, they'll come out with the actual way it was supposed to be. And here we are. We're just one month away from being Fallout 76, which would technically be Fallout 5. And so going from there, because Fallout 76, do you think... Because the next game coming out is either Starfield or Elder Scrolls 6, right? Bro, bro, I, I, you have no idea the joy it will bring me when they light themselves on fire again. Because <laughs> like, if, if you think for one moment... That they have changed any type of systems in their in their flowchart on how to create a game or how to maintain a community. If you think anything has changed, reevaluate your life. I can't wait. My bet is on Starfield first. It's Starfield first, I believe. Yeah, Starfield first for sure. But my, don't my even, question don't is: Don't even worry about. Don't even worry about Elder Scrolls. Do we see? Do we see does Fallout 76 make an upgrade to the new systems? Okay. And do they make a Fallout 5 for the next system? Or do we don't see the next Fallout 5 for like a decade from now? Because if Starfield comes out, let's say 2021, 2022, and then Elder Scrolls comes out 2023, 2024, we're not it we're not seeing a Fallout till 25, 27. They they are not maintaining any type of of credible lo loyalty, number one, to the fan base, all right? And then no, no passion to release a game polished and proper. Th those days are gone. Gone. So for me, what you're looking at is, even if, let's, let's say they had 300 people working on stuff and bouncing around, you're probably not going to see, especially if they can make money off of Fallout 76, this is especially... If if Fallout seventy six is the is the is what they're going to hold on to to make money for them for the next couple years, you're not going to see a next single player Fallout game probably until like the mid to late twenties. That's what I'm saying. Okay, like late twenties at all, at all, because Starfield's got to come out, then Elder Scrolls has got to come out. Fallout is a pipe dream so far down the list right now. Don't even bother thinking about it. Okay. It's 76 or nothing. Do you That's think... That's what they have going okay. on right now. So based on what we, we've seen with 76 and what Todd Howard said about we, we were missing all that 
all that money from people that are playing our single player games and we can't monetize anything from them. That's why they're doing it to Fallout. They're right? testing everything on Fallout. So, so okay, Starfield comes out. Do you think Starfield is a single player game or do you think Starfield is a Fallout 76? I don't think they have the balls to do it again to make to, to do Starfield like 76. I don't think they have the balls. Do you think they bring out Starfield? Starfield's going to have to be like their version of Mass Effect in their world. Do you think Starfield comes out as a single-player game and then down the road they bring in a multiplayer aspect? Um, I, I think I think for sure that if they, whatever, whatever happens to jump on the bandwagon for the time, they might try it, like a multiplayer thing in the game. But if it, let's put it, Duplass, you know this, if it's the same engine, you can pretty much forget about any PvP. Right, if it's the same engine and we're using and we're in Starfield, you could pretty much forget it. Okay, yeah. so here it says Starfield is a single-player science fiction game, and parts of it has already been playable. While Starfield release date may be ways off, this was back in 2018 when they said this. Howard was confirmed that parts of the game have already been operational state. These are sections of it that are very playable. Been been told. Let's, let, let's think of it this way, right? Let, let's just do the timeline common sense wise, okay? Fallout Four came out when? Oh, uh, when did it come out? I want to say two thousand eight. Oh, I'm sorry, two thousand thirteen. No. Two thousand thirteen. Right, thirteen. Right, right before I Destiny so. came out, like thirteen or fourteen. Right before Destiny came out, Fallout correct? Four release, yeah, uh, two thousand fifteen. Okay, so let's ri- let's ride with this. So a Fallout game that they had just spent three to five years on just comes out, right? They're moving on to greener and better pastures. So after you do Fallout 4, you're working on most likely Starfield, right? So they're working on Starfield, and they're sprinkling some people in a room someplace with a whiteboard, and they're thinking up Elder Scrolls, but they're not. no one's typing on a computer anywhere. So between... It was, 15, se- it was seven years between Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Yeah. 15, okay, from 15 to now, okay, there's been no talk of Starfield coming out when. It just means that we're working on it. There's no date on ever talking about Elder Scrolls ever. We're just talking about the game we're on. And then all of a sudden, another Fallout game comes out before any of the other stuff comes out. Right. Right? So they decided that they were going to gamble on the Fallout license to do what they wanted to do that everybody else was doing was jump on the multiplayer subscription model. subscription. So they decided to use the Fallout as the testing ground. And so they had to hurry together some shit, okay, in two and a half years, okay, two and a half, maybe three years tops, and they vomited out Fallout 76 for them to work on until they figured out what they were going to do, right? I believe that Fallout is the testing ground for what may or may not be inside Starfield and or Elder Scrolls, depending on how people react to Fallout. That's what it is. All right, so it says that Starfield is single-player from the last time they did an interview. doesn't mean that it's not going to have any multiplayer in it. It just says it's a single-player like single player campaign. Sure. Do you think that when, if and when Skyrim comes out, do they do the Fallout 76 model, or do they do the Elder Scrolls single-player? Because ESO technically is an MMO, and that's keeping that alive. We don't, need, we don't need another one of those, do we? No, exactly. Okay, so then what will... What will the new Elder Scrolls be? And I'll tell you what it's going to be. They're so upset that they couldn't squeeze out money off of the Skyrim people, right? Because of all the mods and shit that's going on in Skyrim. Mm -hmm. They're so upset about that. You can rest assured 
that there's going to be some kind of intertwined BS within Elder Scrolls. Trust me. Because they're going to want to monetize as much as they can in the game of that size. Because they, Todd said it in an interview when he yeah. was sitting down in a chair that they were upset that they couldn't find new ways. And he didn't use the word money, but we all know he meant it. Yeah. Out of the Skyrim people. Yeah, because those okay. people are still playing 12 years later. They're still right. playing the same game. I'm still playing Skyrim. When I right. get bored, I just turn it on and start playing again. I love the game. Yeah. It's amazing. They don't want you playing a game that long and not getting paid. No fucking way. No way. Right? So I assume that Fallout 76 is the test ground. Starfield will come out with a little sprinkling of it. And then once they finalize what they want to do as far as monetization for single-player adventures, then Elder Scrolls 6 will have it. I think if they're smart, they'll keep Starfield a single-player, and maybe you can invite a buddy in to do co-op with you. You better find a way to wow me, bro. They, they say they're going to keep modifying the Gamebryo engine. You, you guys can say whatever you want. Okay, We all know that they no longer give a shit about their engine. Okay? We all know this, okay? There are bugs in games currently that were never patched. Never ever, patched. Ever. In Fallout 3 and Fallout... People, people who love Bethesda, I'm sorry, Bullshezda, who love the company, went out and made unofficial patches to the shit that they would never fix, okay? So what does that tell you? They're just going to move on. We're going to move on to the next thing. Right? If someone cares enough to patch something, it'll be one of those modders. Don't worry about it. Just push on. Right. So this is where we are. I'm going to tell you right now, Starfield, they're, they're going to have to wait for the new system to come out. Right. So oh, yeah. spring next year, fall next year. Uh, I think right? fall next year. Right. Let's say I fall mean, they next could year. they could potentially announce it this year because every time they announce something, it comes out within a fiscal 12, 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. That's if that's if they give a shit anymore. Right. If they got if they if they have to get it, let, let's be honest. If if uh, what is it? What's their parent company? I, I forgot. Zenimax. Zenimax. If Zenimax says you guys have to shit out a game this year because we got to see some numbers, rest assured they're going to shit out a game. So they shit out Fallout seventy six because Zenimax said you have to put something out. Well, technically, right? the Wastelanders could be the game they're shitting out. Right. That's fine. Right. Right. right? So now, what's the next game? Right. Well, Starfield. And what's, and what's the time period? That's that's I, basically what you come down to. I think right now you don't bring Starfield out, especially since Cyberpunk's coming out. Right? right, you have to wait. I think you have to wait with a game like that. It's too too similar. I mean, I know one steampunk type of thing, or, or well, one's one super sci-fi punk, and then the other one's like super sci-fi. But but once again, has anyone seen any true footage of Starfield? No, not yet. No one's like seen. any any footage at all. No public, right? anyway. There's so, people have so played me, it. Yeah. So let me get let me get let me get this straight. There's no leaks of anything. I, I think right? there's no leaks. Right? The game's been work, being worked on for like six years. There's no leaks at all ever. There's okay. just generic trailers, though, Dupless. There's no actual like gameplay of yeah, actual no gameplay. footage. No gameplay. Which right. which which should which which should concern some of you. Right, because a game that's getting ready to come out, you would think you would see something. I'm talking um, about anything, anything. I, I I don't like when when companies show stuff too early, right? Like look at Anthem. Look, look at when they when they start showing stuff, you're like you get hype, but then they show it too early. I like that's one thing I do like what Bethesda does. At E3, they show something at E3 and they're like it's coming out in three months. 
It's coming out in eight months. It's coming out in a year. It's not coming out five years from now, like most people show. Like, we saw trailers for games that are still not out. Skull and Bones, right? It's been four years. Haven't seen anything about it, right? Yeah, you want to know why? Because that chasing of whatever that was isn't there anymore. They're chasing whatever there was. Instead of making a game and releasing a game, they were chasing whatever was going on at the time. That's why. Like, how well, how well do you think a five versus five pirate game is going to do? This, if there's nothing else to it, this this is the footage of Starfield, right? This is what we got two years ago at 2018 because they had to show something. I'm not putting any music. It's just this is it. This is the gameplay that we saw for Starfield. Is there another trailer? Because this is all I could find. I mean, but, but, but what I'm saying is, is that you know they said already the engine didn't change. We're going to modify the engine. Great. Okay. So now you don't patch shit. You don't fix shit. You don't change shit. And you're going to keep the same engine, but you're going to modify it. And we saw what a great job you did. We saw what a great job you did with Fallout 76 because you care so much about the IP, right? So what are you going to do with Starfield that's going to wow you, that's going to make me forget to last eight years? What are you, what are you going to come not, out well, with? Well, they've already said what they're working on... What are you going to come out with that's going to make me forget eight years? They're not doing eight years anymore. So they've already no, said no, no. that their game company is big what, enough when they're working on multiple games. What's going to make me forget what they've done for the last eight years? Oh, Right, I'm not gonna forget. I'm not retarded. I'm yeah, not walking you around. Might not, yeah, but you might. Fifteen scotches in, going. I don't care what they release. Here's my money. It's the Disney, the Disney method, though, right? There, there's new people coming into gaming all the time. Right, you, you might be out the door, and someone else is coming in, so they don't really care about you because you're aging. Right, they're they're going for the new blood. Right, the new blood that just throws money at anything that Excuse walks me. by. Right. Was were you ever like that? I don't remember ever just throwing money at a game. Ever. Um. Grand Theft Auto. You, the first one. Well, the first one. And then when they the announced the one fourth went, one, the first one that went to three dimensions. Yeah, yeah. Three, I threw it. I was like, I, I want that game. And then every Grand Theft Auto after that, like Grand Theft Auto, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm buying it. Because the story is phenomenal, and the, and the way they do the games is phenomenal. Well, that's because Rockstar actually gives a shit about their product. Right. Like, Red Dead was an instant buy for me. I don't pre-order anything. I know I'm buying it. Okay? I, I know I'm buying it. All right, let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about rock, paper, bullshit. Okay? Oh, this is great. So, <clears throat> let me bring up the esports uh, topic. The... the um, Hold on. FIFA tournament. FIFA 20. Was it tournament? Uh, official global season. How to complete. No. Where's the one where the people were playing rock, paper, scissors? I lost the, uh, the article. Anyway. It's a final match. Okay. If someone can help me out. And, uh, no, it wasn't, and, it wasn't the final match. It was it, it was, was a qualifier. It was, it was a, it wasn't. A, I think it was the second round in, and he yeah, was going to the yeah. going to second semifinals. Yeah. So guys were playing the FIFA tournament. EA had problems with their servers worldwide during the tournament. They're saying, "All right, well, let's let's figure it out 
and let's let's find a winner here. So they let the contestants that had no choice because if one person decided they didn't want to do it, they would forfeit the match. So you had to rock paper scissors to yeah, win was, the match. But that was that wasn't the FIFA. That was that the was. Warcraft. That was the Warcraft, not the FIFA. No, that was FIFA. You sure, was the FIFA one? Yeah, it was FIFA twenty. It was FIFA twenty. Okay, and then the same one happened with another tournament separately with a major bug that happened and a guy missed it going to the finals because of a glitch in the game this is all part of ea and their tournament styles that they're doing which is beyond me how you can take a game it's almost like doing an election with a coin flip oh wait that happened too this year right so like you can't take a coin flip and go all right well you're the winner you can't Okay, two people that are skilled people playing a game. If the game is to play rock, paper, scissors, great. Then that's the tournament that you do at war. But if when you're playing a video game, okay, and it comes down to because your game's broke or your servers are down, you can't fucking say, all right, guys, I have, a, I have a solution. Let's postpone it until the servers come back on, and then we'll figure something out, right? No. Instead, they're like, got to rock, paper, scissor each other. And if you refuse to do rock, paper, scissor, whoever wants to do it is going to go on to the next next round. These are the kids' livelihoods. And I say kids because they're younger than me. But if it's a teenager, if it's a young 20-year-old, I don't care if it's a 30-year-old, whatever it is, these kids, this is, their, this is their job. This is their life. This is what they do. This is their payment that they make. They compete for a living to make money so they could live in the world that they live in. Okay? And I get it. It's esports. People are like, ah, who gives a shit? They give a shit. They give a shit where how would you like that you show up to work one day and someone says, well, only one of you can get paid today. So you got to rock, paper, scissor each other to find out who it is. Okay. Like, what are we talking about here? The tournament itself is playing the game and whoever wins moves on to the next round. And then because the EA servers are shit and they broke it. Okay. They have to rock, paper, scissor each other for career to move on to the next part of their career. What I don't, what I don't, the, the Reforge one is the one that pisses me off the worst with all the disconnects. And it wasn't even an online match. It was in the same building. The game wasn't even stable enough to run a LAN inside the actual event without being disconnected so <laughs> badly that they had to revert back to graphics of the original game from X number of years ago, all right, in order to finish the match. And it's still disconnected, okay? How do you have an esports event? When your game is not optimized or polished enough to actually handle the actual competition, when you know, by the way, it's not a, it's not a guess. You knew they were going to have tournaments with it. You knew they were going to have an entire league based around it because of StarCraft II. Look at, have you guys ever watched one of those kind of matches? It's amazing shit that those guys do. How can you release a game that's so piss poor that you can't even run it? Okay, because they don't give a shit. Okay. They're going to make money regardless. It makes you ha- it has to make you laugh. Okay? They have the balls to release something like that that doesn't work. Right. All right. And then their fix for it is they don't give a shit. And then they want to know why they can't maintain leagues or the esports thing is teetering. They don't know how to keep it afloat. I, I wonder why. All right. I, I found I found the, the article. Okay. <clears throat> it says. Okay, so FIFA 20 eSports qualifier plays rock, paper, scissor instead. 
Uh, competitors of the FIFA 20 Championship Cup qualifiers decided to play rock, paper, scissors after the server issue meant they couldn't compete against each other. So they're supposed to compete with the qualifying matches of Stage 5 in competition. However, the widespread server issue meant that the players could neither connect with uh, nor compete against each other. EA, the company which owns FIFA, described it as a really unique situation and said that they were opening up a review to understand what occurred and try to prevent them from happening again. Unfortunately, Sean and Haston, both of them, will receive losses for this match. The official FIFA 20 VBL International Series rulebook states that if after 20 minutes from the start of the round begins, competitors... Uh, can't get connected to the tournament administration will align a loss to both competitors and a record uh, record the incident. FIFA says that this prevents competitors using connection problems as an advantage. The uh, the FUT20 Championship Cup is a series of top-level tournaments where pro players go ahead head-to-head in overall global series in 2020. Players take part of this tournament and hoping to earn enough points to qualify for a place in the E-World e Cup 2020. The district... The distri Disruption happened when thousands of players tried to advance in the Viva FIFA Weekend League, where players who earned enough in-game points could compete for in-game rewards and pro-circuit qualifier points. In response to the connection problems, EA extended the Weekend League for 24 hours. Some pro players have been critical of FIFA 20, saying that it's unbalanced and that anyone can win regardless of their skills. There also has to have been reports of cheating and toxic behavior, which EA has responded to with bans. So they're all over the place right now, right? There's a whole shit ton of their... Maybe someone hacked and they don't want to admit it. Well... Right? Look, I think when... maybe someone hacked them and they didn't want to admit it. Well, if you're doing this and you're holding tournaments and your tournaments are not stable, then this is a false a false business here, right? You, you want people to play your game so they can get qualifiers, so they can join into a league, that they can win prize money and stuff, right? And you're giving them a non-professional experience to do this so maybe your game shouldn't be esports qualifies right it shouldn't be part of esports here's the other guy that created it right there's bugs still in the game the game is not working correctly yet there's thousands and thousands of people trying to qualify for tournaments the, one of the top five people in the, in the in the world he was a grand finalist five times okay comes down to a penalty kick he kicks the ball it hits the bar, the goal, right? And then enters into the thing, hits the back of the net. It's a goal. But the game doesn't call it a goal. So the announcer during the tournament's like, oh, that's a shame. It didn't count. So it doesn't count, and he loses. Okay? He loses the match and doesn't go to the the the, quali the, uh, the grand finale because of it. Right? Doesn't qualify for the next round because of a glitch that you saw. You can see it physically hit the bar and then go into the goal, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't get he doesn't get credit for it, and EA does nothing. The tournament does nothing. The kid made it to the finals and then doesn't get credit for it because because they don't have rules in place to take it seriously. They just want people to come in there and spend money. Right. They're not they're not taking the actual event or the tournament seriously. Otherwise, shit would work. You would make sure the land works. You would make sure that everything's in place for it to work. I'm not saying everything is going to work perfect every time, guys. But let's look at every other major event that's happened. StarCraft 2 works pretty damn good, don't you think? I've been watching StarCraft 2 fucking challenges for the last eight years. I haven't heard any everyone freak out to 
crashing every day, can't get a tournament to work because StarCraft 2 won't fucking work. Not happening. Wonder why. Maybe because it, it, the game's polished and it works. Right. And, that, and that's the thing. If you're a developer and you're making a game for esports and you're making money and there's other third parties making money off of this and your game doesn't work correctly, then you need to do something about it. Some, there needs to be some sort of organization, law, rules of some sort that hold these people accountable for things like this. Like there's no rule for that? How? The, the ball, let me ask you a question. The, the ball goes in the net, but because the, the game itself doesn't count it, we're going to just move on? Is that how it works? Is that the rule? Exactly. That's one of the reasons there was a shooting is, is at that, a Madden is event, that, is right? Is that the rule? Well, here, I don't understand. I can go to my local bowling alley when they have local tournaments, and that shit's more organized and, and professional, and it's just people bowling once a week during a tournament, and if something happens, they're like, hey, let's figure it out and bowl right. off or something, or, right? Or if the pin goes down and it doesn't count it, you go into the computer, right, and you and you and you re-edit the actual right. pin going and you, down, and you fix it to have it a fair competition again. With this shit, it doesn't happen. How about you reset, and everyone gets one turn? Now I understand they couldn't connect to the server, and I understand this guy kicked the ball and it went to the goal. What about if you make him do it again? Right? Very simple. Make him do it again. You have just a, go, yeah. You just, make you just make go to op, just go to options. Well, you make the and go to penalty kicks. Well, you make the situation. You go. All right. Well, let's get a penalty and, and set it up. And then he has to get another penalty kick, right? Something. Or how about this? Look at the instant replay. There's instant replay in the game. You can yeah. literally physically yeah. see it hit the thing, well, go that, into the goal. No, it doesn't so count. Just because, just because there's a zero on the scoreboard, we could just say there's a one there because the ball went into the right, fucking the ball net. Went in, the, in the net. I just, how about if I put a piece of paper on the screen, like a post-it note, <laughs> over top of the zero, <laughs> and it just says one? How about it, that? It, the it, fact, the fact that they. That there's no, there's nothing in place to handle that kind of thing, and they had to do rock paper scissor. Right, it's fucking insulting. Here's another thing. They they didn't even make a new game. They literally just made the old game and put a twenty after it. Like it's a new roster. It's the same fucking game they've been working on for I don't know. Let me let me check how old FIFA is. Um, FIFA release date or history. Let's see. When, when did FIFA... What's the history of FIFA? It's got to be a decade old, right? It's got to be at a least decade? a decade. Bro, FIFA's is out as long as Madden. Um, Talking about. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. FIFA came out in 1995. Okay? 1995. So we're talking... They, they have a dec two decades underneath their belt. Okay? Going on almost three. And yet, they can't make a stable game. They can't make a stable game. For each sports tournaments, they can't make a stable game. Let me ask you a question. Isn't the same code just used? I mean, the advanced code I, now I get. The last I, couple I, of years. I don't know. It's the same game, isn't it? I would assume that 2019 is not much different than 2020. No, it's Which not. wasn't too much different than 2018 and 17 and 16, except for yeah. graphic input. Like, the guy runs on the field the same. Like kicks the ball the same, the box is the same. I mean, the hitbox is the same. Oh, and don't forget in the in the stands, in the stands, there's still guys holding up the the, the last year's yeah the, the, last, the, the, the last year's yeah. symbols. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I I would be I would be pissed. I wouldn't go around like what Death said, like that what happened at the Madden tournament. But I'm just saying, if if that's your livelihood and that's what you go for, for to to place to get money, well, they don't take it seriously. 
Do right? you know what I mean? Unless unless it unless money falls from the sky, they they want people to be engaged with their game and tournaments bring around camaraderie. As long as they make up, their money, want to buy the game. Right. As long as they make their money, it's fine. But they don't have things in place to handle situations like this. Right. It makes. Then why are you having a tournament? Right. Right. And the and the reforge one. That's a complete joke. I don't even know about this one. Explain this one to me. The reforge. The reforge tournament. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, they were they were having, they were having professional reforge tournaments. Wait a minute. The game that nobody likes and plays are having tournaments with this game? Of course, bro. The game was the game had tournaments when it was out back in the day. Of course they're gonna have tournaments as soon as the game comes out. They were they were all excited about it to play with the new graphics and everything else. And the game doesn't even work. It's not I, stable. I, I didn't know they were doing tournaments. The game the game the guy one of the I, I can't remember the name of the guys in my head now because uh I won't get the names. But one guy was longtime player champion. Another guy was an up-and-coming guy who's been playing a long time. He understands the game very well. The up-and-comer was in position to win against the long-time champion in this version of the game. Okay, And he got disconnected. There was no replay. There was no nothing. They counted the disconnect as a loss, and they moved on. Right, And it happened twice. Twice. In the middle of a championship match. Twice. It's like... Do you guys give a shit about anything that you guys make anymore? Or is the answer now, I release it how I want, fuck you, and we'll fix it when I'm good and ready? That's basically what they tell you. We'll fix it later. Let's get paid today. Let's get paid <clears throat> right, as today. As long as we make our money today, we're good. Right. We'll fix it later. It's not a big deal. I wasn't going to bring this up. Let me let me find the, the story here. Um... There's that new game that's coming out from Riot Games. That is the Valorant. Valorant is like the Overwatch. The Overwatch clone. It's like CSGO meets Overwatch. So people are now calling it CS over over overshot or over overgo or something like that. They're like combining the two games. Um Valorant looks it looks decent. Have you seen footage of this, Sarge? I don't know if I want to look at any more games like this. I all, all I smell is lawbreakers. Well, that's what people are saying. Some people are I, saying I, that's I like smell, lawbreakers. I smell lawbreakers. Show it to me. Yeah, hold on. I smell lawbreakers. Um, or 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 I smell Battleborn. Let's see how far it'll go. <laughs> Let me see it. This is the gameplay. <clears throat> this is alpha footage. Okay. I wasn't going to bring this up, but because we talk about tournaments and stuff like this, this is basically, it looks like Overwatch type of graphics is the best way I can describe it. Or Team Fortress uh, type know. of it stuff. Looks, it looks, it looks, I see a little C, I, I see a little CSGO in here. No, no, I, yeah, CSGO has got real, but it's, it's, they have abilities like Overwatch and they're using guns like CSGO. Mm. According to the game devs, the best of both worlds, bro. I don't know how this is going to turn out because, I mean, obviously it'll be popular when it first comes out, and Riot Games knows what they're doing because they have League of Legends and all this other shit that they do, right? So they know how to do tournaments. Oh, gee, I can see the guys through the wall. That's interesting. <clears throat> so that seems a little OP, doesn't it? I put up this magical wall and I can see through it. Well, the problem is this is what people are talking about already. They're saying the abilities... Um, are going to be such an advantage over what the actual shooting is that it's going to be super OP. 
Because as you kill, I think you get your ability back more. And you can use your ability more. So it's like this ramp up. Sort of like the kill streak, I guess you could call in like Call of Duty. I think it looks cool. I just don't understand the the um, Oh I'm sure I'm sure the little kid market will have a blast with it. Yeah, it's called CS Goverwatch is what they're calling it, I think. That's what they're calling it. I see I I mean that girl looks like uh what's her <laughs> I name? I get it. Listen, I, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have an audience. However, how many of these competitive kind of shooters do you think you can sustain? Well, let's say this one, if this one is successful, then what happens to Overwatch, right? You can't have two. You can't have two. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is you, once you start dividing up the population base, how, how serious That's what I'm tournaments saying. can you have if you don't have the population that you have? Because there's a lot of these games now. There's starting to be a lot of them. If they work, if they work and they're stable. Yeah, I, I just don't think there's enough room for all of these, right? Because Call of Duty has got their their tournaments. Then you have CS, this CS one. Go. Then you have Overwatch. Then you have CSGO. Dota. Then you have... There's all these tournaments, and the player base keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I don't know what, what can sustain or what can't sustain. I'm not a big esports guy. I like watching some of the stuff. But I don't know. I, I think it looks okay. I don't think it's uh, like the next greatest game. It doesn't look... Nothing there excites me. I don't look at it and go, "Oh shit, that looks so good." I'm like, "Yeah, it looks like because, it looks like Overwatch." That's because you're old, bro. Hold my beer. Yeah. It's another Overwatch. Yeah, like yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But like after a while, everything starts looking a little samey. I'm not sure what the wow factor in that is. All Once right. again, I I believe that that's that's a team of guys trying to chase shooter. That's what they're trying to chase. They're trying to chase the team based shooter. That's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to. They're not trying to make a game. Let's see what, you know, this is what our guys came up with. This is, you know, that's not what it is. They're chasing something. They're not trying to make something. I mean, Riot, Riot's smart because the people that play the tournament games now can just slide right over. Instead of going to Overwatch, they can just stay within their their games that they like with, with the company they like. All right, the next story I want to talk about is Star Wars uh, Project Maverick will have multiplayer. Now, Maverick is a new leaked game that's supposed to be for PlayStation, I think think it's just for playstation it might be uh it's off the playstation listing so uh, a new file reveals that ea announced a star wars game or unannounced star wars game star wars project maverick will have some sort of multiplayer gameplay feature uh leaked star wars game star wars project maverick will have multiplayer gameplay listing as confirmed the unannounced star wars game is revealed earlier yesterday after playstation stores listing bot found a game and its logo after twitter bot PSN released a leaked Star Wars Project Maverick developer of the bot posted the content ID for the game's PlayStation Store listing. By using the ID, fans have been able to look at the database file, which reveals more information about the Star Wars game itself. One of the biggest features confirmed by the file is the Star Wars Project Maverick will support five players using a play-together feature, which allows players to start a game from the party menu uh, this means a Star Wars Project Maverick will have multiplayer. Star Wars Battlefront 2 has an enjoyable online multiplayer mode, and fans would be excited to see a, how Star Wars Project Maverick can do better than that. So, this is all, this is the footage that they have, not really footage, but this is the, this is the, uh, I guess they title the, the, the graphic oh art. Oh god! So all you so, see, so, basi- so basically, Team Alliance, but with Star Wars people. It looks like it's Mustafar, 
Or it looks like some sort of something's happening within like Coruscant or something. Oh, and that's the, just a red. That's just a red filter. I don't know. I, well, it looks like it looks like pieces are flying here with lava on it in front. I don't know. So who knows? But that is. Are you really excited about it? Well, Let me ask you a question. well, are you really excited about a Star Wars game? Uh, well, the idea of the game was also word beta, and also suggests that the listing just for a beta version of the game is not released version. EA did not hold a beta test for Star Wars Battlefront 2, so it's not surprising to see the company also wants to give fans a way to play Star Wars Project Maverick before it releases. It also suggests that the game is also closer to release as beta tests aren't typically offered so far from game release date. The database file also says that the game will not have PlayStation VR support. This will be important to fans that one of the most popular suggestions of Star Wars Project Maverick will be a VR game. A report about EA Star Wars games had called Star Wars Project Maverick a smaller title, and some thought that the EA, which has done much of VR headset, could release this a way to see if the fans enjoy a VR game. It's unclear if Star Wars Project Maverick is a Disney, which owns Star Wars, uh, has said if it would like to have more games like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that Star Wars Project Maverick has been developed to make the company happy. The rumors are that Respawn Entertainment is developing the sequel to the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2, but it seems it's very unlikely that this is ready to be part of the game of the PlayStation Store. So, am I excited for a Star Wars game? A little bit I am, because they keep taking Star Wars games away from us. And I really did enjoy Jedi Fallen Order. So... You mean the game that was never talked about, never shown, never shown any advertisements for, and then just popped out of someone's ass? That yeah, game? Yeah, that game. Right? Yeah. So I was excited to play Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And if they can come out with a game again like that, like if it's a five-player, it just says multiplayer. If it comes out with like pod racing, I'm not going to be excited, right? If it's a if it's a Starfighter battle simulator, I don't know if I'll be excited. But if you give me a Republic Commando game, sort of like ODST in the Star Wars universe... Already hey, been done, because the Star Wars Commando game already came out. I understand that, but this is the newer version, right? So, but again, the, the game's title's Maverick, right? I know it's a title that, that could be a, a four-player multiplayer five. sounds... Five-player. Five. Five-player. Five All right, so that sounds like it's a team shooter. That's right, like, it sounds like Public Commando, right? Like, but, oh, no, like Overwatch. So you think it, it might be a, a Star Wars what are you, MOBA? What are you going to do, do with five players doing it in a Star Wars game? Run, run it down for me. Pick 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 any scenario of any type of game. I didn't, what are five I didn't, people going to be doing? I didn't think of it though that way. I thought it was just a five player game, meaning no a co op, like a State of Decay. No fucking way. Like baby. a Halo type of game, like where you could play co op through it. But now that you mention it, just play with five other people. There could be another five other people on the other side. It could be a five v five Star yeah. Wars Overwatch. Rule number one, bro: don't invent anything uh, original. If you can just copy somebody else's stuff to make money, and if you use the Star Wars license because everyone loves Star Wars, and then we make an Overwatch game, then everyone will play it, right? That's what we do. That's what we do. Okay, well let's let's take your, let's let's run with what you're saying here. Let's say it is a Star Wars Overwatch type game. Well, first of all, if if it's if it's a Star Wars MOBA, then it's just a skin like a Dota. Like a, or, or League of Legends, right? right? So that can't be it. Then we're going to talk about five players playing in a multiplayer game. So show me the game. You can't have it. You can't be some kind of like Gears game because you got too many people. We got five people running around doing cover based shooter. Right. Little, is it, is little it, strange. Right. Is it just strange. a is it a horde is mode? It, right. Is it like is it like For Honor? 
You got five guys in Star Wars things running around fighting against NPCs, and we're just supposed to kill a bunch of guys, but it's five of us? Seems a little weird. If you if you got five people in the game multiplayer, I'm pretty much leaning towards either a MOBA or I'm sorry, a, a Overwatch type game or something similar. I see. I, I'm still leaning more towards like a Halo type game where it's just like ODST five, where you're running around. Five people is a lot. Bro. They say five people. Yeah, it's five people. It's that's a, a lot of pe- that's a lot people. of people, bro. Let me let me read it again. Let me make sure that's what it says. Uh, five hundred more information people. about the Star Wars game. Yeah, let's let, let's just give an example. What would you be doing if it was five people in like Fallen Jedi Order? Not a lot going on there. Too much ship going on. Too many people running around with lightsabers. So, yeah, what? we'll we'll support five players using play together feature. I don't know, man. I I could tell you this: if it's another Overwatch game, I don't give a shit that it's Star Wars. What about if it's like a a. Uh, what about if it's what I say? What about if it's like Destiny? What about if it's like Division, but in the Star I Wars think, universe? I think I think maybe it's more like that that uh, a, a Marvel game, that that type okay. of game. Okay, yeah, like a live service maybe, game. Maybe maybe like that, but not as good, because they've only had two years to work on it. Now, now that work. now I can get on board with that, right? Now, if you're telling that's, me that's an yeah, that's an if. Now, that's if you're if yeah, but now if you're telling me you think it might be. A Destiny type game where you can play up to five people in, in events and it's Destiny but in the Star Wars universe. Hell, I just want to say I called it if it, if that's what it is. <laughs> because if you bring Star Wars out like that, that that'd be a game I'd be interested in. Right. So all I heard was this La la la, I'm making a Star Wars game. La la la, don't know when it's coming out. <laughs> okay, cool. You let me know. But what's it says happening? it says in the files that the beta is coming out soon. Great, you let me know what type of game, what it is, when it comes out, and maybe I'll start showing you some attention that I give a fuck. <laughs> Just because somebody says a Star Wars game is coming out, we're all supposed to drop our pants. Like I don't care. You, they have lost all credibility on a Star Wars game. Every credible source that ever tries to come out of the Star Wars game, they've canceled three on us. They shit on two of them. Like, what do you, what do you think's supposed to happen? This, this, this magic game's gonna come out of the ground, and oh, it's a Star Wars game, and everything's gonna be okay. Get the fuck out of here! Like, you show me something concrete, and I'll show you some cash. Until then, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know. I think five player, five player. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Could, could be skull, and, skull and bones, the Star Wars ships. Running around cool. Right? Got my droid on. He's got a little ship going on. He fires at him and he goes by. <laughs> All right. Woo. Skull and bones, but Star Wars. Five on five. It's going to be awesome. All right. I'm going to throw a wrench in. I, I didn't have this down. No, no, no throwing wrenches. You throw hand grenades. All right. Well, I'm putting a, a wrench in the gears here. Um, I want to talk about, because last week... We heard that Bob Iger was leaving Disney, right? And we don't know why, right? We don't know why what happened. Bob Chapek comes in, and here, here's my theory on this, okay? My theory is, why did Iger drop out, but yet stay within the company and still pulling the strings, but not at the position that he had before, right? <clears throat> and here's my theory. It's because he wasn't allowed to fire Kennedy, but this guy is. Chapek... People didn't like. 
Okay, because of what he's done to the parks. And right now, Disney knows that they're going to go through a hard time with the Mexican beer. Okay? And because the backlash of Star Wars and the backlash of the wokeness that's happening in a lot of their movies. Okay? So Chapek is the perfect person to put in charge because Iger was the guy who made all these deals and Chapek is the guy who can cut the deals to make to cut people, cut departments and stuff like that that he's been doing his whole life. Okay, because that's the type of person he is. He like lets go people, cuts budgets and stuff like that. He's the butcher. Yeah. Right. He is the butcher. Chapek the butcher. Okay. So Iger moves out, Chapek comes in, cuts the fat, gets rid of all the stuff, and then shit hits the fan. Chapek is the fall guy. Chapek is the fall guy. Iger comes back. Okay, just for a little bit, and then hires the next guy who was supposed to take over his position, right? All to do this, because Iger's a very smart guy. He didn't get to where he is by being, you know, a pushover, right? He's a smart businessman, okay? He's brought in a lot of money into this company. It's actually the most successful Disney's ever been, and he's made the biggest transactions ever, buying Fox, buying Marvel, so then, buying so Lucas. Why would, he, why would he step down? I'm telling you, he's stepping down. Because there's some other workings in behind that we because don't know yet. Because he's not the butcher. I don't think that's. It's got to be something else. There's got to be something else there. Chapek, Chapek, is the guy who can get shit cut. He doesn't give a shit. He's soulless. He's like, he's like, sorry, Susan, sorry that you have five kids at home and you're trying to feed them. We got to cut back on your on your thing. You don't work here any longer. And they're like, oh, I've been with the company for 15 years. Chapek's like, I don't care, right? That's the type of person Chapek is, right? He cuts. He can cut the budget. He can save them money. And right now, Disney needs someone to save them money. Iger was the spender. Chapek is the saver. Okay, I think he's the fall guy. I think him and Iger are good buds. And he's like, look, I need you to come up here, take this position. I need you to do Butcher what you have to everyone. do. And right. then when shit goes down, we'll give you the golden parachute and it won't matter. Right. You got to take the fall and you'll be set, but you got to take the fall. Chapek's like, well, I'm never going to get that position, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll do it. Right? You'll be the president right now for a year and a half or whatever it is going to be. You'll take the fall. The company will move on because they all still have money in the company. They have all invested into the company, right? Nobody, nobody when you reach that level of, of employment and that corporate structure, if you get fired, if your head would go on fire, if you got shot, doesn't matter what happens to you. There's a golden parachute waiting for you, and you move on to something else. Right, right. It's not like he's going to lose his job and going to cry about it at right. all. He'll butcher as many things as he has to in order to get the in order to get back into the black. And then when he leaves, he takes his money and goes. Right, right. I mean, again, this is my speculation because I just find it very strange. Because last week I didn't know that Bob Iger left. And then took a higher position. He took the head of the board. Okay? Head of the board of Disney. So he got rid of himself as CEO. Put himself in position of the highest member of the, of the chair of the board. Okay? Where he's still pulling the strings and calling the shots. But not as the CEO of the company. Right? It seems very, very strange to me. And a week later now, I've, I've, I've looked into it. And I'm like, alright, well, no one likes Chapek. Chapek wasn't even in the running for the CEO position, it was another guy who's part of the uh, retail sales who was supposed to take over the position, and yet this guy comes in. But he, does, but he doesn't have the balls. He doesn't have the balls to start chopping off heads. Right, and this is why I think they didn't want to put him in position yet, because if, if the shit hits the fan, 
They didn't want to lose the next big, the next best guy for the company to make them money. So they brought in Chapek, who's the guy who's who's looked down upon because he cuts people's jobs. He cuts the costs of stuff and lets people go. And I think that's what it is. I think Chapek is there for a short period of time. He's the fall guy, and the next guy will come in and then take take over. Well, let's see. Where let's Iger. see. Let's make a prediction. Write this down, Mike. Episode two hundred seven. Write this down. Ready? Okay. So Jpeg's in. Okay. How long before he starts axing people? Oh, we're talking summertime. He's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty quick. Right. Like, like they're hemorrhaging article, money like right article now. Article in the paper. Like Disney slash summertime. Jobs. You think summertime? Summertime. So you want to call June, July? What do you want? I'll say July. All right, I'm gonna go with the August August massacre. August. Okay. Yes. Chapek starts cleaning house. Cleaning I'm going house. August. I say July. You say August. August. Okay. Okay. Because August August has no holidays. It's the best time to start lopping off heads because no one has to worry about any three-day weekends. It's a full month of just work, and so that's when you get rid of people when there's no holidays. I think I think I think there's something more here, and also remember, Iger's also on the board of Apple. He's also on the board of. There's a lot of stuff in behind the scenes that I don't know yet. That I we'll have to wait to see what the the pawn pieces move and the queen moves into position and and, and shit like that. But that's that's what I think. Chapek's there to clean house. He's there to cut the, the fat off of the of the, of the industries it and takes, parts that it doesn't. It takes at least a couple months to figure out who you can cut without making everybody cry. So, but you know, it might be sooner. It might be May. Well, that's why I think he did it so quickly. He's like, we got we got to make these changes fast, hmm. right? One, you get the writers. I, I, you know what? You could change. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to go. Mm, if I change, I'll be mad. I'll let it ride. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's going to be May, but I'll go with August. Yeah, I'll put. I'll put May. Right. Quote well, with, an, May. with an asterisk, with an next, asterisk to it. next to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll put an asterisk next to it. All right, that's the show. Episode two hundred seven is in the can. A weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Generation X Gaming Thursday nights. On mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming. You can listen to the audio versions of the podcast. I uploaded three of them today on uh and they're still behind. I think we're up to two five, two two oh five, I think is up there. I don't think I posted two oh six yet. Uh on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Uh you can also watch the past broadcasts on youtube.com slash 30 and still gaming. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can always submit your news stories over on Discord. Uh, Discord, there's a there's a section under Discord, under 30 and Still Gaming on Discord, uh, that will tell you, submit news stories each and every single week. Uh, I do appreciate people submitting news stories. It helps me out trying to find different news stories to talk about. We also do uh, small micro episodes of GXG every single day for 365 days this year. Every day at noon, there will be an audio recording for you, waiting for you, for your ear holes to listen to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. If you'd like to support us in any 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 way possible on Anchor.fm, which popped up in the actual chat, you can go for as little as 99 cents to help us out. Uh, again, audio format every single day at noon. Uh, we're busy this weekend. I've already recorded all the way up until Monday, so plenty of stuff in the in the pipe. Uh, ready for you guys to listen. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey. Follow me on Twitter at 30 and Still Gaming. Follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore Gaming. And as always, 
please share, like, and subscribe. Tell your friends, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.